Everyone's been asking us to do a documentary review after the last one we did on the Michael Jackson one on Netflix on the Madeleine McCann disappearance documentary mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. on Netflix now. This is, I think it's fair to say, the biggest sort of missing child case in the history of the world. Like, in terms of money, attention, media interest, everything. It is the biggest. Apart from Jesus and Herod, I'd say it's definitely up there. It's a very sad story, uh, and what happened is absolutely tragic. And um, what we're going to do is sort of cover the documentary, cover the points made, and also, in the end, try and say what we think might have happened you know because wow. it is it's for me this is a lot harder than the michael jackson one a lot a lot of people say oh where's the evidence for the michael jackson one and you know obviously there isn't a smoking gun no. or a pair of um pants with michael jackson's semen on because it happened 20 years ago right. and if you watch a documentary he asked them to get rid of all their pants right. but uh, there's a lot of people who came out and accused Michael Jackson. There's a lot of him going, if you love me, share my bed. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence, in my opinion, in that sense. Whereas with this one, it's a lot more vague because simply a child went missing in the night and she was never seen again. And there wasn't any prior evidence of the parents being um, necessarily guilty of anything wrong. And also there was no, nobody caught or... Um, of, suspected of doing it really not with any serious evidence exactly so this is a lot harder in terms of us nailing down what we think happened and i don't think anyone particularly watched the last podcast thinking well i want to hear i am now going to completely change my life based on what they've said but i do think it's interesting just to explore it because actually one thing that's similar about both these documentaries is exploring the nature of information in the 20th century Mm. and then the 21st century and how we are in a time now where facts and truth and surety of things is probably at one of its lowest ever in history. Yeah, well, it's, it, trial by fucking public opinion is becoming more common, isn't it? Which is a big theme in the documentary. So they obviously, episode one lays it all out. All right, so let, let, if people don't know, obviously there will be probably someone who doesn't, what happened was a family went on holiday yeah, to Pride Illusion, Portugal. Portugal. They took their three kids and uh, every night they would go for dinner mm-hmm. and they would leave the kids for about four or five hours in the hotel room. Um, apparently they would check on them and there's a lot of discrepancies over how often they check on them, but they, they would check on them. And at some point, the daughter who was three at the time, Madeline, went missing and, um, yeah, on the night of, the dad had checked on the daughter. He yep. confirmed that she was still in the hotel room and in bed at the time. He went back. Another person had apparently stuck their head in the door. Um, so, well, actually, no. So he didn't stick his head in the door. That was the That's the interesting side of his, uh-huh. um, his side of the story. So it was a, one of the friends of the eight, I think, were in the group yeah. who went away. I think one of the other dads went back to the room, saw the door slightly open, heard movement in the room, and assumed it's just a child turning over, they'll be fine. Uh, Closed the door too yeah. and walked back out. So no he didn't conf- technically... Yeah. He didn't want to wake them up, I'm assuming, something d- like that. He didn't have visual on no, the... No visual confirmation. Yeah. So um, later in the night, the mother goes to check. The mother sees the, the twins are still there, who were the youngest ones, mm-hmm. a boy and a girl, I think. Yeah. But the daughter is gone. She comes back to uh, the part, dinner party screaming, she's been taken, she's been taken. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, that was a little bit of a red flag for me. That was odd for me because I know, I grew up on an estate where 
kids would just go missing um, in terms of uh, they'd wander off from their parents in terms of they'd be playing out the the parents would come out after a few hours where, where the fuck is this kid Jimmy and yeah. even young young kids do you know what I mean and especially at three years old kids are inquisitive so if they are can somehow reach the door handle and get out which apparently the patio door was unlocked or whatever and they could somehow find a way of getting out they would wander off and go and find another kid to play with wander off and go and try and look for their parents and maybe get lost there's a lot of possibilities in that scenario the the bottom the, the first thing that would come to my mind if i was in her shoes was she's gone where is she i wouldn't instantly go taken and, and and not coming back sort of thing that wouldn't be the first thing i guess the other the opposite argument to that would be it's nighttime. Kids are scared of mm. nighttime because I think all humans are in some way scared of the dark because it, it's mm, got three year olds aren't the same. I don't think three year olds are necessarily the same. But I, I, I think it's I mean? important for us to play devil's advocate <laughs> yeah. as much as we can on this. But three year olds are not the same. No, but they, you know, kids can be scared mm. of the night or whatever. Then there's also uh, the fact that the window was open. Uh, allegedly, mm. the window was open and that the. the uh, shutters were up mm. in the window, uh, and that was something that she said was different because obviously at nighttime you close. I don't know. I, I just I just found it uh, implausible. It it was like for her to nail it straight away. This child is taken. She's not lost. She's not wandered off. There is no way we're going to get her back. Right? It it, it, it was interesting that she Nick, Nick called it so quickly. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that that proves anything. No. But I just thought it was worth making a mental note. And the reason why is because another documentary I watched called The Staircase, which we've talked about before. There's a clip of that on TG2, the other channel. He rang the police when he found her at the bottom of the stairs and Mm -hmm. instantly he laid out the story from day one. And there was a a woman who deconstructed his first police call on YouTube and she said, because of the way he presented the story out and laid out and then stuck to that story from day, from the second he called it in to the very end, there was holes in what he was saying and there yeah. was flaws. And, and I, I thought back straight away to uh, him going, she's fallen, she's at the bottom of the stairs, she's fallen. Because there wasn't a guarantee that she'd fallen. There no. wasn't, she could have been beaten up. Anything could have happened. But he set his story out straight she's away. Fallen, yeah. And Madeleine McCann's mother equally set her story out straight away and and stuck to it the entire time i always believed that the staircase killer um for me he did murder her um so that just give me a bit of a oh yeah well this reminds me of that now it doesn't mean that this is the same but i do think it's important to say she called it from the get-go that this was what it was yeah although you, you can say the opposite of that which is um she she might have just been very a mother's intuition. Of Could course, have been that. Yeah, as a parent as well, if if you haven't done something and your child's gone sometimes your mind will skip to the worst thing that could have happened and the worst thing that could happen is be she's been taken. Now, the first problem with what had happened for for a lot of people yeah. Uh, was what the fuck are two parents on holiday doing leaving three young children under the age of three alone mm-hmm. uh, with a patio door unlocked uh, which it was roadside yep. their hotel was very accessible yeah. why are you leaving them alone for multiple hours every single night it's mm-hmm. just careless and r- really negligent uh, on their part so there was do you want do you honestly think that do you think there are other parents out there that wouldn't leave children in a room if they if they especially considering the proximity that they were in allegedly within because that's also been raised as a question yeah i i don't think it's 
acceptable. No, I don't. Interesting. I don't I, accept see, that. See, I think there's probably an age where you get to where you could uh, leave teenagers in a room. I think when you're like, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously teenagers, but... But, but when you get into about 10 or 11... three and under. Three and under is definitely... So th- th- there's the thing, I've been on holiday plenty of times where you see parents who've got... Um, uh, strollers with um, the kids in, they're asleep. You can still have dinner. Yep. You can still do what you want to do. Like to me, it's extremely lazy parenting. Just being like, we need our alone time. Like uh, you know, the, the safety of your kids has got to be the first priority. Well, always. Not, not only that, but in the resort there was a babysitting service, and these yeah. people were hardly wanting for. It's not a budget holiday. These people. No, right? they're very, and, and that's another thing that uh, this is not. Um, um, one of the main reasons people think that they've been given a lot of leniency and a lot of attention from the media is both doctors, uh, middle daughter class, got money and can certainly afford to have someone look after their kids mm-hmm. night. so it was just it just stunk as a parent it, it, as a parenting levels it was poor mm-hmm. um, so Is, isn't that the case for uh, a lot of people though when they go away or when they're in unusual situations things change a little bit and maybe within the safety of a holiday the romance of a holiday people think well what's, what's the worst that could happen we're in a, an allegedly safe country, which is a first world or whatever you want to call it, developed <coughs> nation. You know, we're in a lovely resort. No, kids aren't supposed to get taken on holiday, yes. I mean, yeah. But for me, when you're away from home and in a place you know less well than your own home, you, you should be more heightened awareness, right, yeah. not less. So uh, I take your point, but I, do, I don't think that's an excuse enough. So um, they raise the alarm. And the police uh, come. Everyone's out searching instantly. This is panic station straight away because she's saying she's been taken. Mm-hmm. One of the main problems was the crime scene or the where, where the bin was taken was contaminated by so many people. It mm-hmm. was piss poor from everyone involved. Including the parents. Yeah, including I, Kate and Jerry. I, well, I... If if they are completely innocent, I I I do forgive them of that because the panic that that would set into parents, I don't think you're thinking crime scene preserve. You're not thinking. You're thinking where the fuck is my kid, and mm. you're worried. I so guess there, there I are, accept that from them. I accept that. I guess there are other things that you would or wouldn't do then in that situation where they did unusual things, uh, like allegedly close the shutters or move the shutters, things like that. You wouldn't put those back down. You wouldn't move those things. Mm, Windows moved, uh, you know, think things move that maybe you normally wouldn't move in that situation, especially not if you're looking for a child. If you're looking for a child, you would leave the route that they went out open so they could come back the same way, all those kind of things. Those are things which for me flagged, th- those made strange, me more suspicious. Strange behavior. Yeah. Everyone's out to check and eventually they decide they've got to talk to the media. So they come up and give a, a statement to heighten awareness, get, the, get it out there, please bring her back if you have her. I, I've got to be honest. To me, and and there is no normal behaviour. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as normal behaviour. When your child has been taken, it's very hard to analyse their behaviour and say that is this. But it did seem strange. It, it did honestly. It it seemed he. They are such cold people. They are the coldest people yeah. I've ever seen in this scenario. And I don't think that if they are innocent, that that has helped them. He's a surgeon. She's. They, I mean, their bedside man. I can't be fucking great. But no, notoriously, 
uh, both in quite not cold professions, but professions where you need to be and probably suit the personality. Matter of fact, someone who's a little yeah, bit more reserved, yeah, a little I, bit I, more I, distant. I, maybe, but to me, people who get in that kind of job, they they help people, and I, I don't know <coughs> body body language wise. When they come out the stairs and they come down, I can see it now. She's got her head hanging down, yeah. and, it, and 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 she isn't making any eye contact, and and he has a very prepared and and very like, I don't know. To me, if your daughter is missing, to read from a script in in such a surgical way that he did, it didn't appeal to the emotions at all. And it and it and I, and I I don't know. Do you have to appeal to the emotions? Do you think? Do you think uh, someone who's cold enough to take a child, do all those sort of things, is going to go, oh, I've upset those people. That's terrible. Well, I don't know what advice they were given, yeah. but in everything I've ever watched in regards to this, it's about making the person who's taken the child see them as a real person. So mm-hmm. you, and, and partly in the language he used, he tried to do that, yeah. it seemed. But I kept thinking, my whole time I'm thinking, all right, judge this both ways. If they're innocent, why are they doing that? If they're not innocent, why are they doing that? And with her head hanging down in, in it felt like in shame. I felt like she looked ashamed. Wow. I, I actually thought, and, and him sort of, we've got to do this. If you view it as they're guilty, it, that was the behavior that I was picking up of. Him keeping it together, get, he puts his arm around her and he mm. so I've got to get this fucking message out. She hangs her head in, in shame. In my, but if they're innocent, you can view the behavior differently and think, Maybe they're just trying to get through this and they're not good speakers and they're just trying to get it out. You could also be ashamed as a parent of the way that you've parented your kids. I've left them alone and they've gone missing. That's another reason to be ashamed. Maybe, maybe. It just, out of all of the appeals I've ever seen, there was one appeal um, that was quite clinical, which was the SOAM appeal where the dad came under scrutiny. People thought the dad had done it because... He was very matter of fact. Yeah. Um, so that proves that an innocent person who's appealing for his child can be like that. So it's not isolated. So yeah. it isn't a one-off. Mm. However, it was just odd. It was just an odd, odd thing. It, because to me, if you're if you're missing your child, you're almost screaming in agony and terror, and the emotion is gushing out. It's some. There was such little emotion. I was really surprised I by mean, that. See, I feel the other way, where I feel like um, I understand why people want that, but I, that's part of the problem for me in the media and the way that things are portrayed you can see it both ways so some people want it to be gushing out mm-hmm. but some people would then go she's too hysterical she's too these people clearly did it they were go-. so you could go either way with this information if they if she'd have been there sobbing you could say she was sobbing out of guilt she was sobbing yeah. so however they would have been portrayed or portrayed themselves could have been portrayed as wrong at some point well and, and we're jumping ahead yeah but in in all of the the interviews and all of the statements and everything since that day, mm-hmm. I've never seen a single interview from these two people where I've seen genuine emotion. A, a real show of emotion. Yeah. I've and I've actually caught a one time. I, I feel like I caught a one time, and I don't think once again this doesn't prove any real guilt. No, fake crying, one hundred percent. I I seen a doing some sort of thank you to the Portuguese public. Yeah. And I was like, and she was making the crying noise. I'm like, no, you're not, you're not actually crying here. Mm. And that little things like that, they do disturb me when, when we've got such confusion over what happened and it could have been them. Little things that I go, 
why would you do that? Why? Because and then that, that, that leads me down that road. That's interesting because I, the whole conclusion that I was left with from watching the documentary was monkey see, monkey do. What do we, you mean by that? Well, I was, yeah, I'll break that down in two different ways. I don't want to jump to the end of the... No, no, I'm not. But, but it, 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 it sets up a basis. Keep them for, watching. It sets up a basis for how I'm going to... Like a lens for how I'm going to look at everything. Okay. These people, in a human way, are in uncharted territory as to how you act, what you do, what you say. A, because there's never been this kind of media scrutiny on, on that sort of thing in Britain or in Europe in that sense. Mm. And they're also in uncharted territory emotionally and personally because they've never had this happen Mm. before. And very few people have had this happen before. So they don't, it's very difficult to know how to act. And people learn how to act. You learn that when you go to a funeral, you are sad in this way. You know, you're not sobbing, but you're very solemn. You learn that when you go to a birthday party, you're supposed to be happy. And these are all learned actions, which are slightly informed by what you naturally would feel anyway. The other way is... I think there's there's a balance there. I agree, yeah. but I also think then the other le- the other way is the way that we then interpret that from the way that we've been taught to interpret actions in life. So, for example, if they've had an upbringing where both of them come from parents who are also very clinical, they'll not naturally be emotional. Exactly, and I, she, I get stri- that. she strikes me, and I've I, you've probably met people like Jerry and um, and Kate, and I feel like especially I, in Liverpool, I've met people exactly like Kate people who you sort of go okay you have emotion but I don't quite know where or how to place it I've met a woman like Kate before and I really didn't like her um yeah I didn't like her but and I think that that's part of the problem I think that what what has harmed them in this whole situation is that they don't come across as likable and and and, and they're not I don't think they're likable and I think that that has been one of the reasons why they look more guilty in many people's eyes. They just don't see... And Jerry in particular comes across as a right dick. Um, to really? Be, I, there's, there's times where he... Uh, I've seen him interviewed and he doesn't... He's a controlling man. And, and, I, and I pick that up from him because when people try and ask him things he doesn't want to be asked or suggest things to him, and this isn't even did you murder your daughter type questions. This is just, just random questions. Yeah. He likes to control the conversation and, yeah. and whatnot. And so, um, but speaking of Jerry, mm-hmm. you know, in these scenarios, the last person to officially see the child and confirm that they've seen the child, mm-hmm. um, percentage-wise, they're usually the killer. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not wow. saying that that means he's the killer at all. I'm saying usually. Um, okay. Now, wow. what interested me was he was the last person to officially see the child, but nobody else confirmed that the child was alive after that. No one. There's no proof that he's seen the child when he actually did see the child, to my knowledge. And I kept thinking to myself, what if the baby had died hours and hours and hours before that? And, I, and, they, and they just... Because uh, the time was there. The time was there. If to, they, yeah. and, and this is playing the if scenario for them to say to each other because there, there's a there's a there was things found like a syringe found and it is very common for parents to um give their kids calpol in order to and as they quoted help them sleep yeah um now if you're wanting peace and quiet and you're wanting your four or five hour social time every single night when you're on holiday and you're a doctor and you think you know what you're doing. You know, th- there was a theory put forward that they would have uh, potentially overdosed the child, given them too much. Um, Can I just check what is, I don't, because they don't actually say in the documentary what an overdose of Calpol would be. I've gotten, I've gotten no idea, but this was yeah. a theory put forward. And, and I, 
regardless of how the child might have died, regardless, let's just say someone could have been in a fit of rage, the baby could have been misbehaving, um, someone gets hit, someone bumps their head on the floor, anything can happen, but the time for them to get rid of this baby um, and then pretend that they've seen the baby later on in the day and everything was fine, the time was there yep. and the opportunity was there. Mm-hmm. And, and for Jerry to say he's seen her last proves nothing. So yeah, uh, you, we have to come at this from like a, a real what could have happened point of view. I'm not saying that this is what happened, but the opportunity was definitely fucking and, there. And the other side is, uh, and something that's mentioned in a later episode, the babies who were still there, the twins, slept through all of it. Because and that, that was one of the reasons why Cal Paul was suggested, because yeah. if something had occurred that was as traumatic as a baby being taken, a, a child of three being taken, which would have, you would think would have made noise at some point or something would have been, yeah. commotion would have happened. Now, something that I think is really key to it. I mean, and- for, don't get me wrong, a, a person could have snuck in and taken them without the kids noticing, but you do think it's more likely that they would have noticed something than not. The other side, and I, something to add to that would be, uh, there. it's one thing I was struck with in the documentary, which... I understand because you can't go down every avenue was there could be a cocktail of these things coming together where the parents had given them cowpole, the babies were fast asleep and therefore she couldn't um, scream or she couldn't do anything because she's asleep. Uh, Another question. Sorry to take one down a different road real quick, but if you are, um, as is put across as one of the theories, a paedophile ring or a child snatcher, why would you leave the other two kids? Why would you only take I guess, her? I guess the, the conclusion would be sort of cargo, I guess. Like you can't take... Carrying three kids is very high mm. risk, one child low risk. I mean, potentially, yeah. I, I, but just, I don't know. That that sort of fucks the theory up a little bit for me because I think to myself, if there was talk of men ar- around the hotel and, 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 and p- like in the days before looking at the hotel, what, yeah. what, whatever was said. I mean, there's literally no proof of this, but it could have been the case. And if you were scoping the place out and you had your eye, I don't know. It just seems like there's three young kids there. And if that is what you do and you have a van waiting outside and all of this, the way they were sort of describing it could have happened. Why leave the other two? Is it- or the other, like, you know, I don't know. Thinking it, from that position, yeah. though, you think, you know, when you watch a bank robbery in a film, you always think, don't get too greedy. And I, for, the, for someone who's in that line of work, you'd imagine that is a, a very easy bank to rob. And you go, take one child and that's all they need. Yeah, m- m- maybe. If that's the case. Maybe, and we're, we're trying to understand the logic of, of really that's sick and twisted motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. So that is going to be a difficult. I just do think that that almost, it's a minus on the credibility of the story. Mm-hmm. And not a huge minus, a tiny one. But, but I just think if this is what you came to do and you knew that this was going to be there and the opportunity was going to be there and you're a well-oiled machine and this is what you guys do... How do you get around You've got, you're, you're going to rob the entire bank. The next thing that massively came into question for me was police competence. Oh and man, it was terrible. Those guys being, the, the fact- that, that helps the McCann side of things massively, for sure. Massively, because yeah. I liked the the bald police guy, the guy with just the glasses, the guy released the book in the end. Mm-hmm. I, I quite, I liked him as a, he came across as a very, um, you know, likable character. Um, he doesn't come across as a great police officer. No. So that's the difference. <laughs> Good for a pint. You shouldn't, you almost shouldn't like. I'll tell you about the time I fucked this case up, I'll tell you. You almost shouldn't like a police officer. 
because they are meant to be quite uh, combative people. They're meant to be there to challenge you. They're meant to be there to be that figure in You're, society. They're not meant to be your your friend, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not their job. And what continually got called into question for me was every aspect of the investigation. Like, there's no part of the investigation where I think, you've covered that off. You've done absolutely every avenue. Jerry and Kate were, were like they say prime suspects or should have been treated as prime suspects even behind closed doors you don't have to go to them and go by the way you're prime suspects in this you can privately be looking into things asking the right questions building a case of whether they did it or not because when the americans are then questioned they always say well, there's a high possibility this could be the parents or at least the parents are involved in some way it stinks of a this not really being a common thing that happened to these police b portuguese people not being uh, the portuguese police and the portuguese authorities not really having much experience in this field and, and, and I and I, al- I almost give them a, a little bit of leniency for the fact that you know it's a little village type cop operation here where uh, this ain't what they used to no. but they fucked it well and truly and yes. and I think we would have a uh, we would all, I think we would know what happened if this had happened in England um, 100% I think we would have found that out because evidence etc would but, have been properly but, Checked. That's also, though, why this is so key, is because you'll pick a vulnerable place, mm. you pick a place, it's easy to slip away into the night, uh, Portugal is attached to Spain, massive, and then you're on mainland Europe, basically, whereas with Britain, you've got to get, you know, you've got to get away somehow, mm. you're on mainland Europe and Spain and all those places, you, you can, can jump from lost. country to country quite and easy. And Morocco is arguably a very easy place to go to after you've gone through there. But the, the police competency was a real problem for me for. from the very early time, and from from the second that they were involved, I think there are massive questions of everything they did. Questioning the McCanns correctly, uh, even taking evidence. Mm. Things were done weeks after they were supposed to initially have been done on the day. Mm. Um, also, I think there's... And an- if the McCanns are innocent, especially, yeah. that must be quite heartbreaking to know um, you could have had your child back if the proper things had been done in time, because time is everything in these things. And then there comes, for me, the elements of professional pride, where they let their image and their pride get in the way of reaching out to other authorities, being threatened by the English coming in. And I get why being threatened by other people being brought into the operation. because And the the only time it's going to happen to you in your life is if you don't... If you aren't very good working out what your own deficiencies are accepting them and then accepting help mm-hmm. and that struck me looking at the investigation as these people knew where their deficiencies were they knew where they'd messed up and they knew that they weren't as good as either other people who were coming in and that would be revealed because these other people going where's this evidence where's this where's this why aren't you checking mobile phone records like um project omega was or whatever it was mm-hmm. called when it was set up in the um, project range when it was set up in the uk why were all these things overlooked and then you think the other side of the police incompetency, serially underfunded, uh, serially poorly trained, and like you say, a small village operation where mm. it tends to be on day to day, my dog's gone missing or, mm. you know, there's a cat up a tree or whatever. Uh, so you, I feel the other way for them. Or I also feel a bit sorry for them where they've been given such a big task and a big burden. Yeah, you've nailed that there. When it did come down to some of the evidence in the room, the window... Um, there was only her handprint on the inside of the window. And, Is that right? And then what they said when they dusted for prints, not even glove prints. So you yeah. get you wouldn't get a fingerprint, but you get gloves. And if you think about so it, so there was no there was no real evidence that anyone had been uh, in that only room. Only her hands. Uh, so when they got to um, checking the timelines of the people who are at dinner with them, yeah. it was all out of whack, and, yeah. and that wasn't 
a good sign. Now, don't get me wrong, it can be quite hard to remember what happens, but you're only having to remember four hours, five hours. Like, that That was disappointing more than anything from an evidence standpoint. I guess also, were they a little squiffy? Mm. Were they, I mean, you know, you're going away on holiday, you're drinking Portuguese wine, yeah. you, you know, it's strong. Sangria. Yeah, you've had a nice dinner, there's a bit of tapas, Did, all that sort of didn't thing. Didn't they refuse to take part in the reenactments with the police, I think? Yes. But that was later again. That was later Fuck again. Sake. So the timelines the the <laughs> so remember. Here's what I'm saying about mm. here's what I'm saying about police competency. Because everything was done so much later, there had been this relationship building up over time of them trusting less and less in the police. Mm. The more that more experts from the outside were giving them advice, the more they were thinking, Well, these police have fucked up here. And then there was the resentment building between the two parties yeah. of uh you, well, you're not competent, mm-hmm. so you're trying to pin this on me because you know something else has happened. And, and the relationship between the McCanns and the police broke down massively. From very early on, though. Yeah. I mean, there are different interviews, and there's one interview I know you want to reference where she basically said no comment and caused them a tosser or whatever. Yeah. That's much later on. Mm. But even early on, there were small comments from her where it felt like she didn't trust them and was maybe being obstructive. And at that point, you'd say that's counterintuitive to what they were trying to achieve. The more this goes on, the, the, the worse it looks for me. Like the, the more I watch, the worse I feel towards the McCanns. And I, I do, I, I kind of want them to be innocent because you don't want to think that parents would ever do that. But they put a wedge there quite early on between them and the police, I felt. Yeah. And, and then... The, the and I know the police didn't help themselves either. So they did. It was like a snowball effect. You know what I mean? And uh, it's also, it comes back to that basic human psychology of when sometimes, I know, I know it feels weird, but you know when you meet someone and you don't like them in the first place, sometimes that can just snowball. And it, yeah. it feels like there was that kind of a relationship there between them where... There was initial mistrust, yeah. which then became massive mistrust, and then it basically broke yeah. broke down completely. So the, the months sort of go by. Then really, it doesn't. We don't really get anywhere. It seems. Yeah. And the and the documentary at this point decides to just tell you for twenty minutes about Portugal, which was baffled me. I, I remember. Uh, you thinking, see, I quite enjoyed that bit. I mate. fucking hated it. I'll I'm be like, honest. tell me, I'm here to know about the McCanns losing their daughter, not to find out what the Algarves like. And I'll be honest, it did make me want to go. <laughs> it fucking annoyed. Me. I'm like, is this a fucking uh, advert? Uh, I wanted to go to the Algarve after this. I think I've actually been to the Algarve as a fucking child, annoying. which is what worries me even more. Yeah, I, went I could Portugal. have been one of those. Um, I don't want to make too many jokes about this. Yeah, but- the next thing that for me was key in the documentary. Uh, by the way, one thing I'll, I will uh, one thing I will say is I did like the amount the fact they counted the days that. Um, well, it helped to put a timeline in, and but seeing the sixty days. I thought, wow, that's a lot of yeah. They had yeah. They had uh, so they brought in. I think that Rob Morat at this point, who was the translator. I felt sorry for him. Weird little translator guy. No, I liked him. He was just he was just a guy who lived nearby. What was your first feeling of him? I never thought he was guilty. I thought he was an odd man. I thought he was a little weirdo. And I also felt sorry for him because he had all of the he all had all of the the trappings and all of the signals of just being one of life's normal people. He had a, a blind eye. So b- basically the logic, if you haven't seen it, was dodgy eye, dodgy guy. Right, like, yeah. Because he just, <laughs> Terrible. he looked a bit dodgy mm. in, in some people's eyes. They were like, yeah, he must have done it. But, and, and they, and they, basically a couple of journals met him and they were like, he's got that Ian Huntley vibe, isn't it? I hate it's like that. He, he basically tried, the thing is, in, in tragic circumstances, and I think there's a little bit of this in this guy, I've been in tragic circumstances before and and 
for some reason, there's people who are drawn to that. Oh, yeah. Um, they get a little bit of a buzz off a feeling like, A, they're in the know, and B, they're helping, and they get off on that. And I think he's one of, he's a bit of a fucking sick fuck for that. He spoke Portuguese, he spoke English, but he was, he was like, a translator. Let's worm my way into this shit. I'm loving it. I finally, because you know, you got to remember, this guy lives quite a boring life. For him, he's. He's he's living, like um, he's enjoying it he's in sort of, some way. Yeah, he's the keeper of Pride Illusion. Yeah, he, he's the guy who listen. Everything's good here. Yeah, like he, he liked that. But yeah. the thing is, he's Poirot. He really paid the price for sticking his nose in there. Um, and, and you have it, to feel sorry for him as well. Oh, I do, but I, I can giggle a little bit because he got paid out of it. Um, yeah, his house got raided three times, three separate times, like literally. What were you expecting to find each time? But that's again police and they were digging his fucking garden up you, for Madeline. Do the raid, do the raid the right the first time. If you if you do a raid once, you don't go, did you check the oven? We didn't check the fucking oven. We've got to do another raid. If I go to my doctor and they check my prostate and they give me a clearance, I don't need his finger up my arse another two times after that. And that is basically what happened to this poor bastard. And it would be terrible. Although I have to say, I think he would bloody love a finger up his arse. Never mind. Right. Um, It would also be unusual if when your doctor did give you that prostate exam, he It was him. Let's check for Madeline. (laughs) That would be like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, doctor. Um, So I did feel sorry for him. And, and not not least because of the treatment from the press. And I I think the press was shown to just be horrible people. That's the next this. element where the documentary yeah. uh, showed it very well. Mm. Was How it was reported. Personal motives of everyone who got involved in oh, the yeah. story. Yeah. The woman who was interviewed who said he had the Huntley vibe, I instantly disliked because she clearly was loving being in front of the camera and the woman who identified him as the one. She was going, I I'm, I know about this sort of thing and he has Ian Huntley vibes. And you're like, can you fuck, can you fuck how, off, please? How many Ian Huntleys have been knocking around yeah, with pet? how many people have you legit... She never interviewed Ian Huntley. She yeah. never knew that shit. She just wanted to be the person who went, got him. Yeah. And she wanted to be the one who possibly broke the big case. Well, the, this, this, the, this, the, the one thing I will cut them some slack on Right, I think saying he's like Ian Huntley is just Terrible. a joke. However, serial killers, murderers, often get off on being in front of camera and dangling what they've done, uh, or saying the reaction of what they've done. Especially if you're inside ar- yeah. around people. Um, and so, for example, in the um, making a murderer thing, the woman who died's ex-boyfriend was around a lot in that time, and mm-hmm. he, people say that he was probably the one who did it. For example, I'm just saying, and and maybe she put two and two to got together and got five because um, he was around a lot. So I get, I kind of get why they thought he should have been questioned, but he got way worse than so he ever deserved. The other side of that is, if you're a good, and this is again where I think the documentary finishes quite strong, is saying how poorly the journalist did not help. Actually, dude, they were putting the headlight. They had a picture of this poor guy, pedo. Uh, you know, oh, they found um, porn on his computer. Like, oh, they load of bollocks. Yeah, absolute bollocks. And they pay well. Technically, the journalist did not pay the price for that. The yeah, big the, industry the newspaper did. They, he got six hundred grand for it. Uh, and normally, you get three hundred grand. I think he deserved like I think he millions. deserved double. Yeah, I 1. think he deserved million. million. If, if you wrongly accuse someone of doing that shit, you deserve millions. Also, because I think because his name was so tarnished, and they and he says this at the end of the documentary, never got to a point where they found the killer. 
Mm. Or they found a, a real it, it conclusion. It never goes away. Yeah. It means also that he's going to have a problem getting rid of his property. I do think it's weird that he stuck around in that place. If I'd had such a, and I'm, I'd, God forbid that I would ever have that kind of experience, but if someone's had such a terrible experience like that, do you really want to then stick around in the place where you'd had well, that he terrible he'd, experience? He'd struggle to, but um, no, I, yeah, he got royally fucked. Big and time. then there was his website designer who, You know what? If, what are you alluding? I've got. I can't remember this one. Right. Okay. There was a long documentary. This okay. shit. So probably about four episodes too long. I can't remember what. Uh, I can't remember what Rob Marat's uh, business was, but oh. he needed a website made, and he went to a Russian designer in Prior Deluge, and the Russian uh, guy had, had to leave Russia young. Uh, he had to leave Russia young. Uh, because of his parents having financial difficulties. So he said he'd always wanted to make something of himself in Pride Deluge. Mm. And he was a web designer. So he worked with a lot of people. And I think he was sort of a techie guy in general. Strikes you as a very techie guy. They took his computers because they thought that Rob had been in cahoots with him and they'd been working together. Now, on the computers that they took, the rumor is that they found a lot of child pornography. He then claims that that's, they're not his computers, they're clients' computers. And in the documentary, he really struck me. He refused to answer what was on the computers. Oh, I remember that now. Right. So yeah. that, that's a very awkward hanging moment because you don't hear very often the voice of the people making but the he, documentary. He does say, he, he, he dismisses it. Uh, and goes look any computer that you got you're going to have porn on there um, yeah but then but then clarify that you need to then yeah. say look if, you, was- if you've been looking at big booty bitches right. you know, then what's your problem like just say that it's then fine yeah. but th- you'd only avoid that question if there's something wrong wouldn't you yeah, yeah. and I get that there are some people as well very pri- proud people and he's probably been put through the mill Nah, this is... That was worried. That, that was sort of weird that, for That's me. weird, yeah. And then there was the other factor of his late night call from, I think it was from Rob Morat to him. Around the time of the Around then, which yeah. made me think... What were you, what you really what, ringing Why for? would you call him? You're his web designer. You're yeah. calling him at 11 o'clock at night. What The server's down. What? And neither of them remember the call. Yeah. Um, uh, even Rob Morat was like, yeah, I can't remember that. I might I not have even... butt-dialed him. Yeah, um, pocket-dialed or something, yeah. Yeah, which... The, the thing is, once again... That's weird, mm-hmm. uh, but it's nowhere near as weird as some of the stuff with the McCann. So it's kind of like, which, which road do you go down? But it is a bit weird. Yeah. So then comes my favourite part of the documentary: the sweetest dogs in the world finding either. Well, I love. No, was it not? Word. Was it not the McCann's uh, second interview with the police first? Okay, yeah, it I, was, wasn't yeah, it? Okay, so let's go down the okay. McCann interview. So the McCanns um, go for their second lot of questioning, mm-hmm. um, and the first lot of questioning seemed to have been brief as fuck, anyway. Um, so what what were you having for dinner? Yeah, maybe. what? What? What's your favourite tapas? It mm. was it was very um... yeah. So Ma- Madeleine McCann disappearance. The four, this is in the Independent. It's all official. The forty-eight questions Kate McCann refused to answer yeah. re-emerge. Now, to me, at this point, she probably surmised that the the police were potentially looking at her as the murderer or whatever. Um, now, just because that might be the case, does not give you the right to ignore all the questions. If 
I've been in a situation before, um, as I said, people know by now, I've found someone dead before. Mm-hmm. Now, when you find that person dead, the police have to go through a certain line of questioning mm-hmm. just to almost cross you off the list that you weren't involved in this in any way. It's good practice. Now, I didn't, t- I didn't take that personally. I thought, you're doing your job. I appreciate, because if something had have happened that was sinister, I'd want you to ask these questions. You also don't want that hanging over you. Especially. And that, yeah. That, and when you yeah. love or care about the person who has has gone missing or died in any way um, you want to do everything you can yeah. to help yeah. so when I was getting questions not quite like this because this is a different but I've been questioned on the something might have happened where you yeah. might have been involved before I answer every single question in as much detail as possible I, you give yeah. everything because you think to yourself you're helping this man do his job and you're also removing any doubt that you had anything to do with it and it's just common sense you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've, I feel like I've been here before. So for her to say, what, well, anyway, well, I'll read the questions Yeah, out. I think we've, we've... You know, the funny thing is, we've actually done this exact interview before on this podcast. Okay. I remember you reading me this. This is the point I was... May the 3rd, this is t- 2007, around 10 o'clock, when you entered the apartment, what did you see? What did you do? Where did you look? What did you touch? Mm-hmm. No, no, no answer. Mm-hmm. Did you search inside the master bedroom wardrobe? Shown two photographs of her bedroom wardrobe. Can you describe its contents? Why was the curtain by the sofa near the side window tampered with? Did someone go behind the sofa? How long did you search the apartment? How long did your search of the apartment take after the detected Madeline's disappearance? Why did you say Madeline had been abducted? I don't know, Brian. Assuming Madeline was abducted, why did you leave the twins to go to tapas to raise the alarm? The supposed abductor could still be in the apartment or around. Why didn't you ask the twins what had happened to their sister? Or why didn't you ask them later on? They were fast asleep and from Cowpole. Well, we don't, I, you know, I, but the point is... Um, By the way... One more, one more. Yeah. When you raised the alarm at tapas, what exactly did you say? What were your exact words? Yeah. Um, and there's just... You know, constant. There's an what in total um, forty eight questions, questions yeah. that she refused to answer. Right. Now that, all right, you might be offended that people think that you might have had something to do with this. But come on, take a you're a, out. You're a doctor. You're a grown woman. You know how the world works. You've got to clear yourself and do the right thing and answer these questions. I am. I refuse to accept, if I'm a police officer there, that that is a good enough excuse for you to tell us to go and fuck ourselves when we're trying to find your daughter. Now. Disgrace. <laughs> that, I'm not even... I'm not saying that this means she's guilty. But it doesn't look good. The other side of it is then Fucking. when they, when the English people got involved, when all these people got involved, she was very open and honest with all those people. So it does, it like that says earlier with the uh, relationship between people, mm. and that's another side of. But that. what? But I don't know. Like I get what you're saying. It's just not good enough from her as a mother. The, Your child's gone missing. Everyone's out searching, and you're refusing to answer questions. The, the the logic I guess there for her, and I'm trying to get into what that would be, would be you are trying to pin this on me. So any information I give you, you're going to try and work it back to make me look bad. I but still if you've done nothing you, wrong, exactly, yeah. then you've got nothing to hide. The same way when I found my friend dead, I had nothing to hide. You so can't. therefore I answered every fucking question with no fear, with nothing to hide. Yeah. 
There was not an ounce of me that thought, and even when, even when I'm, I think even for maybe a millisecond when I'm answering these questions, the thought crosses my head of, oh, I hope they don't think I've done anything here. Do you know what you think? Well, that doesn't matter because I know I've done nothing wrong. And I care about this person too much to hide away and to not answer these questions. So the other side is as well, and I think something adds to the interview process for me, which I think is awkward, the language barrier. So there's a massive language barrier between the police and their A, probably prime suspects, Mm. uh, and B, the people they should be helping. So Mm. either way, having a translator there is not going to make it easy. Mm -hmm. And that's where I don't think the, the British were involved quick enough. They should have been there next day in the same way as Pretty the, much. the journalists were. And um, that was really troubling for me. Next on the timeline comes two of the sweetest dogs you've ever met in your life. Do you want to tell? You love the dogs. I love the dogs. And I think the dogs, first of all. To explain the, why they were there then. The dogs they were weren't there. just two dogs knocking around um, randomly. Yeah, and they went. <laughs> Lady we and the tramp. We can help. What? Got a bit of information you want, might want. Yeah, I can sniff <laughs> things out. Um, so they met them in the bar. No. Mm. So there's a guy then, a, a, a specialist who's brought him. He's trained his dogs mm. um, in in a way where... he can. So these dogs can pick out specific things. But only those things. There's, there's many different dogs that they've got. So there's one dog that they would use for... Um, Weed. One dog for cancer. Apparently dogs... Gas, sm- gas leaks. Gas leaks. Um, uh, and, and obviously there was two dogs that they used. One for blood and one for rotting corpses. The cadaver. Mm. Great. Um, abracadaver and the side of that is that dogs can't be swayed in a case they're not emotional about this they're purely being rewarded for when they find and to a point where I believe it was trained to the point where it could pick out which finger that it, it was on or something like that not, so, not even the hand like it, the exact point not only that but there was something so the FBI tested these <coughs> dogs and uh, there were 12 cloths mm. one had human blood on it. Mm. They washed it three times. Then the dogs that had sniffed them again still found the one with the blood on it. Yeah. Very accurate, very, very good. So these dogs are going around the flat. Now, there is another side to this where people say, well, you could have, you, you could have rewarded the dogs. There could be a signal to the dog, go and bark over there or whatever. But I, I think it'd be very difficult. It's on camera when you watch it. It's very convincing that the dogs are sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. Stop. And then bark. bark. By, either mm. bark or point, because one of them was very sweet. He'd point with his nose. It's mm. very nice. So... That for me, he's very sweet. I love that it was no, very sweet. I, I, These dogs are diligent. Do you know yeah. they've got, they've got little personalities, and they're going around the room, and suddenly they'll stop, and you either see blood or the the body, and that was really troubling for me because I thought, well, you know, the wardrobe and the curtain, those would seem like two places you put a dead body at some point if you if you were trying to hide it or something like that and why the dog's got no other motive the dog still gets a treat uh whether it finds something or not so people go well it's because it's motivated no the dogs get fed the same way either post or during so it still knows either way at the end of this exercise i'm going to get something yeah timeline wise this is where it gets a bit tricky because they hired a hire car after the notification that yeah. she'd gone missing. 25 days, they say. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my child's gone missing. She's on, gone missing. On iPhone. I'll go back to the Fucking flat. typical. One of us will go, right. go we, back. We can't not make at least one joke throughout this podcast because yeah. this is who we are. So we're not being cunts, but the we're making a joke about me using the word notification. Yeah. So the dog had picked up the scent of a rotting corpse in the higher car and, and that 
was tested as well. So the, 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 the problem is, obviously, by that point, the child had already gone missing. Why on earth are we picking up rotting corpse in the hire car? And there was other things that it was picked up on. So we've got um, the cuddle cat, the teddy bear that um, was seen under Madeleine McCann's mother's arm when she came to report the missing child. How on earth would there be rotting corpse on, on the that. cuddle cat? Yeah. When if she'd gone missing, why, why um, the mother's clothes? Uh, would there be that? The mother's clothes, the baby's clothes, uh-huh. the hire car. Unless they'd reported the child missing and then got rid of the body uh, later. Other people also say, well, it could be the rotting flesh of a um, a chicken or whatever that they've cooked. The dogs specifically can find the difference between uh, yeah, those I mean, things as well. So. It, it, don't get me wrong. I think while I believe the dog. Um, and I, that's that's not that's not a sentence I ever thought I'd fucking say. I believe the dog, I, unless I was interviewing Snoop Dogg. Mm. So I, while I believe that, and I, I personally take it as a ninety-five percent accuracy in my head. Uh, there is that percentage of there might be something wrong. This is an animal. Yada yada yada. So it's it's just. It doesn't look good. Once again, it's just another thing that looks bad. But it looks terrible. For me, it should have happened much earlier. Mm. Because if you do that early on and you've got access to Jerry and Kate McCann early on, before the trust is broken down, and you go in and you go, neutral animals have found this. Mm. You are then putting pressure on people. Mm-hmm. Because it, it could it could be also that they, they're... Uh, they were abducted and for instance the person had to slowly escape from the flat so that originally they were on their way out Jerry came back the person goes into the master bedroom and had to hide in there or they hid behind the sofa things could have happened agreed agreed the other side of it that wouldn't make sense is if the body had been hid in the behind the sofa or something had happened behind the sofa and then it had been hidden or something had happened in the uh, master bedroom there's no way that they can get the body out of there after they've reported it no, I, I think for sure, the, if the parents had anything to do with the death, they'd found a way, and these are not people who don't have the means of money, they've got yeah. money, to take the body away, put the body somewhere, come back to the house, tell everyone, yeah, I've just put the kids to bed, go to dinner, and then agree between the two of them, you're going to say she's gone missing, she's been taken yeah. later on. Yeah. And with how clinical and how cold of people they are, um, I believe that they could have done that. I, I, I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I think they've got that within their personalities to execute with precision. These are not dumb people. These are not people without money. These are people who are switched on and not the most emotional people you've ever seen. And these are people with more kids, two twins. Uh, to, to live for. To, yeah. uh, and, and, and in their heads, we've got to make sure that we avoid prison because we've got two kids to look after. Th- things like that. You can rationalise it. You can... You, and I, I, I've been amazed in my life. I've known some really shitty people in my life who've done some horrible things to people. Mm. And it amazes me what people can get themselves off with like alleviate guilt and just be like oh you know this happened it's not our fault we've and i do but i can especially jerry he's the strong one he's really don't like jerry he's the strong one he's the one who keeps it together and go we've got to do this we've got to get through this we've got whenever anyone attacks them he's the one who's so right after the the blood was found because of the dogs they basically were able to find blood that we were able to test for dna before the dna tests were given Jerry and Kate were being interviewed. And one of the questions was, 
how did you feel when the blood was found? Yeah. And instant because Jerry's always missed that in control, regardless of whether he did it or not, but especially if he did it, if he thought, oh, I've got a lid on this now, we, we're out, we're in the clear now, when this happens, it's the first time we've ever seen him shaken. Yeah. He rips the microphone off. No, I'm not doing this now. And it's the first time I'm like, in my head, I thought, oh, you're rocked. Yeah. You are, you're worrying. You're worrying of what this blood's going to show here. And that, possibly more than anything else, because to me, think. remember, my friend died. I found my friend. And, and for a minute there, I was in a situation mm. where I was being questioned about what had happened. If, if, if any evidence had been found, for example, that had al alluded to the fact that something had gone wrong, knowing I was innocent... I would be happy. Mm. I'd be like, great, they found blood. Maybe she's clawed the guy. Maybe it's his blood. I'd be delighted. I wouldn't be ripping my fucking microphone off and panicking and, and showing I was visibly shaken. And that, for me, when I was looking at him, was like, oh, this does not look... Once again, there's no proof of what happened. Their body language, their answers, their non-answers uh, is showing doesn't build it, it's yeah. signs of guilt to me and that and, and i might have this completely wrong and i and apologize if i do because to, to accuse parents of killing their own kid is a horrible thing but but they're not helping themselves is what i'm saying you you help yourself when you just uh, you show signs of innocence and when someone finds blood in your apartment you should be happy you shouldn't be shown that you're sh you're shook doesn't look good although you don't then you can say the other side of that is that was in a media interview they've done a lot of media stuff um you know they've had a lot of questioning over that they're they're sick of information being leaked by the police so they were made official suspects right after this yes uh, i believe <clears throat> and another another thing that doesn't look good in my opinion is when you're made a suspect hopping on a plane and going back to england like why would you want to if because they can clearly afford to stay there it seemed and people were coming forward and helping them with money and it's like we're getting on a fucking plane here and we're going now and to me that was another sign of like terrible pr it, in the first place if not terrible guilt i think it was just guilt uh, to, to, to me they were like we're worried now we're scared it's turning the tide oh. is turning so this this is and I, it's hard not to get carried away because i am quite annoyed by this whole thing because the idea that someone would kill their own kid fucking pisses me off but once again i have to try and remove emotion from it maybe they just didn't trust the Portuguese police. Exactly. Maybe that was the case. However, if you're really wanting to find your child, being in the place she was abducted seems like a better course of action than fucking off back to England. And when you fuck off back to England, as soon as people start pointing the finger at you, oh, it just doesn't look good once again. So to counter all of what you've said there, A... They, if, if you believe your child's been abducted, you probably believe your child is as far away from uh, Pride de Luge as you could be when you go back to England, because there's no way that the child's going to be possibly within the immediate vicinity. At that point, they've well, got... Can I just... Yeah. Uh, there is a case in America where a kid was kept um, about seven, eight miles away for 16 years. No. That, that just happens sometimes. Absolutely understand mm. that. The other side of that, which would then play into it is, look, we've had no joy so far. We're never going to be able to go into the basement. I think it was a basement that child was kept in for so many years. We're never going to be able to go into the basements of all these people in this area. We can't do any more searching. We can't do anything else. And the other side of it was that the UK government, I think at that point, had sort of got involved. And I don't think they were particularly helpful in the sense that as soon as the UK got involved, the Sun, 
the uh, all the red tops basically got involved and started to make it a nationalist thing where it was like the competent British police should be taking care of this, not the incompetent drunk. Uh, idiot uh, you know foreign police so when you say that so for example if if that was their attitude of which it was we we can't no but if if the mccann's attitude right. was we can't really do anything more now yeah why go on a, a some sort of world tour because that was strange to me yeah can we talk about the the, the world tour what did they you went, think they went the on tour? some sort of road show um yeah well that's what it was called and that's how it was portrayed it was at weird the time. i mean i kind of once again I, I guess doing something is better than doing nothing. Or, you know, you're trying to search for your daughter. You're coming to the conclusion she's probably not still in Portugal, but that perfectly intertwined with the Portuguese police deciding they might have had something to do with it. And it's like, we're going on a... Sorry, we're just, we're just going to go and check out the other countries now where she might be. But the, fair yeah. enough. She might have been that. But just to coincide you know you're saying oh we can't she's probably a million miles away now we can't really do anything and then they go on this tour I don't know it just I think weird is the word it so came th- to my head the other weird side of it for me was the um, the, the religious side of this whole thing what? where so religion is a lovely thing for a lot of people I felt when watching them and maybe I'm just cynical because I'm... Oh, there was a lot of church going, wasn't there, so back home? There was a lot home. of church going by these people. She left a lot of answer machine messages and stuff in the church. There was also a lot of church going during, in Pride Luge. Mm. By the way, raid the church. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's a... I'm not saying it's a... I'm not saying it's like... I didn't know where you were going I'm not saying it is... Raid the church. I'm not saying it is a, like a prime suspect place, but if... If a child's been taken, a church will have no problem with you going in there and just looking round, right? That's a side note. I think we know what you're getting at. I mean, let's be honest. If we're going to go off track records, churches should be the first place. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I'd have gone... If I was the policeman, I'd go, I'm just all right. So, wait there, wait there, wait there. Wait there. Sorry, kids gone missing. Yeah. Right, we're going to church. Off to the church. Why? Just just follow me. Yeah. Um, don't worry. Mm. The, the priest uh, only ever really um, portrayed one side... A priest is a very good public uh, relationship. When she stood outside the church and she goes, I just want to thank you all for the hospitality, you know. Exactly. And she fake cries. I looked at her and was like, she's fucking fake crying? They then go back... They hide for me. They use faith to hide behind, and I there's nothing I hate more than people who use their faith to hide behind. Well, so the people who were of her church were portrayed almost like family members. Yeah, and to me, this documentary really didn't explore the possibility or the probability that the McCanns could have had anything to do with this. It was all every person they asked, like. Apart from the one Portuguese police officer, every person, uh, the police officers back home, the churchgoers, all their friends were like, no, couldn't have had anything to do with it. And I was like, it, I, did. It, it, I, I would have preferred it if the documentary maybe had have explored that possibility more. I get what you mean. There are a few things I wish it had explored more. Like, like of course their friends are going to say, nah, it was nothing to do with them. Like, of course, man. Okay, so the opposite of that is they can't, the documentary obviously can't go guilty because uh, legally it then just can't go out. So they have to leave it up I, I, to I, you to make the conclusion. I, no, but I don't think um, it, it just gave other people's points of view, like, well, they wouldn't do this and they wouldn't well, do see, that. I felt the opposite way where I felt like it left a few things hanging where I thought, ah, right, they're trying to tell me there that that's in question. Mm. Or they're trying to tell me there that, um, for instance, some people who analyse their actions, some people analyse their No, but... 
it it added in a lot of things to give the possibility that something else happened to her a lot more than it did with the parents. So, for example, like the the paedophiles in the area. Like, yeah. oh, don't get me wrong, that is an important point to raise. But when the cop uh, copper goes, pedos need holidays too. I was like, is this really? Yeah, Am yeah. I really hearing this right now? But also the. That paedophile, so the specific paedophile they talk about, the one who's targeting the kids, going so, through yeah. the medical mask, um, he targeted English children. Mm. I think he targeted slightly older children, but still targeted English children. It was in the 40-mile radius, all these kind of things. Uh, that would worry me. The other side to it is, I thought they looked guilty when they met the Pope. Oh, the parents? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What made you think that? Just the way I don't know whether maybe you'd be like, oh my god, it's the Pope. So but the, the, I'd there was, like, yeah, there's you know? one rule of thinking where um, some people say to me, would they really have gone on that whole sort of crusade to find their child back if they were guilty? Yes. I'm like, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. Would they? You when you make that bond, if you if you do that, you you. They're very smart people and they're smart enough to say to each other, we're going to have to appeal like fuck Absolutely. to sign this case. You're going to have to commit 100% to yeah. this. We're going to have to meet the Pope. We're going to have to... But I think that there, there would be moments... No, no where, one said that in the planning stages, what, by the Whatever, way. though. You, the you're going to have to... If you're going to remain free people, you're going to have to bullshit to the nth degree. To double down. And, 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 and that means if you meet the Pope... But there would be moments. There will be moments... Where not in their v- words, but their body language. And if 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 you're like, imagine you kill this kid, and you're like, fucking hell, we're having to meet the fucking pope to, do, to get away with this. Especially shit. as religious people, allegedly religious yeah, people. The, the, and even if you the are inner religious, shame will seep from their fucking pores. So that's what I thought was a real. <laughs> that's getting clipped up. That's what, <laughs> that's what I thought was a real problem for me was when I met them. I, I, I thought if I was religious, how would I feel if I met the pope? Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it that way. Put it that way. If I've what did the they pope, do? What was it? What? Kate looked very timid, yeah. uh, and she was showing. She the always picture. does. She she whenever it's a high pressure situation, she implodes. I, 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 the first video when they first come out, sort of got a feeling head about down, you think head down. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I have a feeling that you think this this is go, went, went one way. No, I actually the thing is though, and I don't know why. I don't know why. But I do feel a bit sorry for Kate more than Jerry. And I think it might just be because I think Jerry's an arsehole. I don't know. But what? Kate... I, I, I like Jerry. No, Why th- do you there's like a, Jerry? There's a thing about her where because she implodes, because she... If if they're guilty, once again, there's no way it known. But because she implodes, and I can see she isn't as strong as him, and she's not as cold as him, and she feels more... And maybe sorrow for the child's uh, the loss of life. Maybe that's all it is. I think it hurts her more. It's harder for her to get through situations more. Whereas he is more selfish, men usually are anyway, and more ruthless and more able to get through these situations. And because she shows more weakness, I feel sorry for her. When parents lose children, it's very common for um, them to split up. Yeah. And because they've stuck together this whole fucking time, I can't help but feel like there is something keeping them together as well. And, yeah. And... and, and, and I don't know, like, I just feel like he is in those situations where she's having to do ridiculous things like meet the Pope, if she is guilty of it, he is sort of dragging her through it. And you see him cuddling her all the time, yeah. arm round her. Come on, yeah. get through this. Uh, yeah, which could be portrayed either way. He might just be that kind of husband. He might be that kind Maybe of Maybe he's just a supportive guy. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I don't know, like, I... <sighs> Can we talk... 
So I, I had a question, which I was sort of, have we sort of explored the situation enough here? Or have we gone through the actual, I mean, what they, happened? So looking at it now, we've, they're back to England and they never went back to Portugal until the police officer wrote a book about them, accusing them of being involved in it. What were your opinions of him writing a book? Um, multiple opinions, to be honest. So, the, on, okay. so there's a few things. On the one hand, he was getting called everything under the sun and, he kind, and he kind of deserved to have a say back. Probably right. should have done it on a podcast or something. Yeah. But he, no, he did... Not common back then. He had to have his say. Um, and I do think he was entitled to deny the claims about himself in a book. However, in the, a book or in an in one article in a national newspaper? A fucking book? Mm, a book um, maybe is too... Um, but at the end of the day, the national newspapers who've already destroyed him have probably sold a lot of papers based on that themselves and made a lot of money for themselves. So money is going to go wherever his opinion goes regardless. Yeah. So there's... I don't... To be honest, I, I thought the book thing was tacky, but, you know, he deserved to have his say. He looks better now. He's I, definitely used the money well to slim. He's done the Jose Mourinho thing. Right? He's, got, he's quit the job and he looks ten times better. Yeah, he looks it. ten times better, yeah. Mm. No more donuts. Ironically, all those claims that he was a fatty seem to have worked. Yeah. Um, Bullying does work. YouTube comments are testament to that with yeah. me. But anyway, getting to the point. Really? I do think he probably overstepped them. Well, he definitely overstepped the mark in some of the things he said in the book. Professionally. From what, and, but... For me, the most interesting thing was the McCann's reaction. It's like, oh, now you want to go back to Portugal, huh? No, no you didn't want to go back to Portugal until it's time to make sure that you're in the fucking clear. I, I don't know. I just thought, like, should you not have been back on the anniversaries and things like that and maintained a, a relationship with the and, and try to mend the... Because to me, right, I know they didn't like the police, but in my head, I'm like, your daughter's missing. You don't like these people, but these people might be the only way you're ever going to get your fucking child back. So you better make sure you've got... How many people do we work with on a day-to-day -day basis who we think are fucking arseholes, but we just get on with it because we need them to achieve a goal? Imagine your goal is to get your daughter back. You make friends with people if you fucking have to. The other side of that is the UK and those people were informing them, basically, these, these people are, are incompetent okay. and you shouldn't trust them. <clears throat> Fair enough, but... They made no effort at all. They could have at least tried to mend fences a little bit. The only time they turn up is to get in the court and to make sure that nobody believes that they did anything. It's like, Jerry, mate, newsflash. Half the fucking world thinks you did it, pal. Speaking Wake of, up. Speaking of... Uh, and, and, and for that reason, they didn't take part in this documentary, by the way. They didn't take part in the documentary, despite it being on arguably one of the biggest platforms in the world, mm -hmm. one of the best chances for them to raise awareness for their daughter's disappearance on top of the £11 million. They didn't want to take part in it because it would enhance the conspiracy theories. And it's like... Literally, mate, really? if you are involved, you're going to have a much better say, you're yeah. going to be able to put your side across... I don't know, like, his his actions are just very strange. They don't they, line up. They don't line up with an innocent man. The, the, the parents' actions, some of them line up with innocent people, but too many of them, for me, line up with people who are riddled with guilt. I say they should have sent a card. <laughs> now. But anyway. They should have sent a card to the police, first of all. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Secondly, yeah. 
the bit which really I found bizarre in the documentary. Are we still on the cop? I think are we? Are we? Are you having? We've covered. That? I'm, yeah, we covered the police. Okay. So well, basically, we think he shouldn't have written the book. I think it was unprofessional. It was tucky. I yeah. think it was also unprofessional. A policeman. The whole point of your position in society is you're meant to be able to handle secrets. You're meant to be able to keep these. And things another to yourself. thing is, and let's not forget, and and I hope that we haven't treat this situation with a lack of respect. A girl is missing. And he is now benefiting from the fact that a girl is missing. Now, I know your, your job as a police officer is to no, kind of agree. right wrongs and to crime is your business, but not in that way, it's not. And if you busted drug dealers, then fair enough, but this is a little baby girl. Well, some people would argue justice is much bigger and it sort of arcs much bigger than him. So mm. if it goes for, if you are trying to just justice in a small case, you'll actually make the arc uh, bigger because it takes longer to, for justice he, to be he served. He should have just be, I don't. You know, he should have just been running a little restaurant somewhere. He wasn't totally. a copper. And you know what? I bet he would love run a lovely <laughs> restaurant. Um, all I'm saying is, I felt like it, it, it disrupts justice and it disrupts those things better than it helps those. It yeah. helps himself more when, than it helps when, them. When you're to, and to be speak on the half of the McCann side, when you're confiding and you're going through a situation like this with a police officer mm-hmm. you don't want to be worrying about the fact that he might write a book on what you told him one day although he also he clearly has gamed the system and i think it does show the justice system in some countries probably every country is insufficient they kept all the information to themselves because they were talking about the privacy that the police have in portugal but they were le- <coughs> but they were leaking things to the press so yeah. I think the Daily Mirror got a copy of her, it was Daily Mail something, got a copy of uh, her private diary. Yeah, I The mean, that only was... source that could have been from was the police. And and I felt sorry for her once again when that happened because, you know, um, if she is innocent, um, she's obviously writing some of the worst um, feelings that she's ever, ever going to experience as a parent in there. And that is very private and... Um, that that was when I really felt sorry for her. I, that was it. I was like a little bit rocking the other way. Then I was like, "Oh God, that is shit." I feel really bad for her. There. Also, though, she's never going to write in it. Yes, I did it. Like that. That would be crazy. I think. Yeah. The, Although the I that- would. If the police are watching, I would inspect the see if there's any code in there. Yes, you know it, what I mean? w- if, if the first it. letter of every sentence starts yeah. with I D I D I T, you know what I mean? Yeah, but she didn't put any spaces in between. <laughs> I um so. Cards. These people are getting a lot of fan mail and hate mail. Yeah, when, yeah. Did you find it, first of all, the reading of one of the hate mails, I found very bizarre. Mm. Jerry was very cold, very, he almost looked callous to what was being said. It was sort of like, I hope you, I curse your family for the rest of your lives. You're using innocent people's money to solve and pay your mortgage. Well, what, the thing is, right, there's, it's one thing having that opinion, mm-hmm. What kind of motherfucker writes, writes it that in a down? friendly because looking Christmas card that you then that's basically tricking someone into definitely reading it. Well, you go, oh, a lovely little well, fucking. So I I have obviously I'm leaning one way. I think that's quite clear right now, but there's no proof of it. Yeah. Um so and because of that, you know, I wouldn't sit either of these two people down and accuse them of things because it, I really do feel like you need more evidence to do that. But to then go through Google, find their address out and write this fucking postcard, what kind of psychopath would do that? Well, to put it on top of that, what kind of nutters then sort those into different categories of the kind of cards that they received? <laughs> I'm only keeping the good ones. <laughs> I'm 
not keeping the bad ones. I'm know? not keeping. It, can I just say, I'm, I'm not keeping any of them. I'm not keep, At Christmas, I don't even give a fuck about cards from my loved no, ones. So these, these don't people, write me a card. But these people are getting cards year round, right? Yeah. Hope everything's okay. Hope it's all good. You think, oh, that's lovely. I'll put that in a nice, I'll keep that. You Imagine know? you did it and you're getting people well wishing you as well. You're like, fuck. I couldn't. There's another one, love. I, I genuinely, I, I, you know, when you've like been nasty to someone in the past, like or whatever. I, I get quite guilty over like, oh, I should never have said that. Yeah. I, I really shouldn't have said that. There's times when you fall out and I ring you, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry for being a dick. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine the level of guilt. Like to get through that in a life would be, and that, and that's. I don't know. There's just small tells though, so I feel like those are the small tells. So if you keep and catalogue the terrible cards that you are receiving, there's something there where you think, are these people cataloguing this for a reason? Is that a tell of, we are bad people, we need to keep these bad messages? We are, or... I didn't see a part which I could... There were ones which was like, you know, uh, hate mail. um, Don't catalogue it, just put it in a bag. It's not something you need to... And it was just in the kitchen on the side. Like... These are all weird things. That's, that, that is so weird. I thought that's really strange. I understand if you keep one and you go, uh, this will be something that will show and, the And press. it was the way he read it. Yeah. And in he, an almost sort of, comedic fashion. No, I think he, he giggled a bit after he yeah. read it. And I'm like, can we just... Your daughter's missing. Yeah. She's been missing for a long time. People think you did it. They're sending you hate mail because they think you did it. And you're laughing about it. Can we... When, when, when I say it like that, it's weird. Yeah. Again... Really weird. You've, not only that, you've catalogued it, kept it, and it is in piles. Okay? <laughs> that is weird. That's just strange. It is bizarre. That strikes me as people who are separated from the situation. Like, they've... And, yes. Well, they've bought a house that's too big. No, I don't know. Paid for by the public, of course. Separate, separated by the situation is important to remember. What did you think of all the people that surround the McCanns? Because it's in this point in the documentary where you see they employ a PR guy who puts them on a bit of a PR offensive. Well, he so he was get, awful, by the way. He, um, well, they got £11 million to plough into this investigation so and themselves. And, and the, so the, for, the, for the all that they've had the f- a few bad fan mail... Yeah. Um, the goodness of the public came Amazing. out and supported them, including billionaires and whatever, or million, hundred millionaires and who put their own money forward. For By them. the way, the uh, so that that's I'll get onto that in just a second. So the PR guy um, is awful. He's probably one of the worst PR guys I've ever seen. So he Im- advises them badly and mm. then gives an interview on TV where they say, "Do you understand that Jerry and Kate? They don't look remorseful. They don't look sad. They don't look as if you know they're still." grieving I, if I was the PR guy my reply would be Jerry and Kate have um, grieved privately in this situation and really want you to respect the distance between the them and you know the situation his reply well no one can say how much you've got to grieve he said no one needs no one can tell you how much you have to grieve no don't say that because that that what, implies what, what, that what, Jerry and Kate are no longer grieving so what that implied was that they had you know a couple of weeks and they were like yeah well oh. I'm feeling a bit better now <laughs> exactly. uh, that, that was a that was an awful couple of weeks was fucking terrible. that was the worst holiday ever <laughs> you know I'm just like I, I remember me and, this is the thing people think me and Lawrence are different it is weird how similarly we think right I remember watching that and being like what the fuck mm-hmm. did you just say, son? What uh, did you just say? But it's also then that he just... She doesn't follow that up by going, 
Sorry, what? <laughs> she just goes, yeah, absolutely. No, that, um, that was actually a really good... No, because when I think when you're an interviewer, though, when someone's coming out with shit like that, yeah, you let don't check them. Let him keep He going. thinks he's on a roll here. Yeah, exactly. He's going to give you more gold <laughs> shit like that. Jerry and Kate are at the side going... Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's just going... <laughs> <laughs> that, Don't worry, guys. This is why you pay me the big bucks. Watch this. I got this. Watch this. I'll show you how it's done. Jerry and Kate confirm nor deny that they killed her. I mean, at this point, it's up in the air. Do you like it? And many of them. Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. Exactly. Yeah. As their PR guy, very well paid. Yeah. That's why I also. So oh, then the flip side of that is that there were they begin they began to be surrounded by people who were Robert Murat. Um, well-wishers, but on a sinister level where they knew, for instance, one of the guys said, this is great for my exposure. So this is really good exposure for me. So people use them as a way, and uh, probably a tax offset as well, to be honest with you, like just throw a load of money at the situation. You mean, and then, okay, so now let's talk about the millionaire who sat on the couch that was way too big for him. His sofa, you know, the millionaire... (laughs) His sofa was fucking humongous. <laughs> like, I honestly thought it was comical. I, he looked like a toddler sat on the uh, sofa. He looks like he's taking the cushions out. You know when, a, like, a toddler would take rip the cushions off? But how small does he look on that sofa? What a weird man. So he was a multimillionaire who had been... Buying the world's biggest couch. <laughs> so okay. Not only did this man have the world's biggest couch, but he'd made a lot of money, I think, from double glazing and a few businesses. <clears throat> Why? Why give these people millions when you know that there are so many credible sources out there? There are so many worthy causes. Yeah, I, I think. Why give Jerry the, and Kate McCann money? With with the McCanns being shrouded in did they or didn't they? To pick those people to give your extra millions to, and not, for example, a children's charity, which is Clean clearly yeah. all good. Um, and you know, once again, the McCanns might be innocent, but the fact that they might not be is enough for me to go. Well, that's definitely not innocent. I'll, I'll pick that charity then. Yeah. Do you know? So that that was a bit strange. Um, that did strike me as unusual. Mm. And then there were a few people as well who said, "Well, when I met them, I knew instantly that they were innocent." Uh, to those people. I say it bullshit. Really? Bullshit, because... You never met them, so how do you know it's no, bullshit? No, there was times where I warmed to them a little bit, and there's times... W- and ultimately, I want them to be innocent. So I'm going See. to naturally lean that way, despite all of the strange things that they did in the aftermath. But there is not a single person on this planet, other than those two people, who know for a fact if they're innocent. So I can't sit here and say definitely guilty, or I knew, I knew, you don't, anyone who's sitting there at home right now, there's not one of us who can sit there and say, I know this, unless Mm. you're Kate and Jerry. We just can't do that. So people are talking shit when they say that. Okay. Uh, Then it it sort of troubled me then, after that, it brings us on to the paedophile rings. Yeah. Sorry, just to, yeah. to th- those people, I, I found it interesting where the people in Portugal were praying, mm-hmm. the people in their local church were praying, and often Kate, rather than be there and be thankful, or and Jerry, rather than be there and, and, and say thank you, send them a little message, cheers. You know, that's strange as well, because to me, if I was in that situation and there was an outpouring of emotion and... I'd done a tour and things like that before, try to raise awareness. 
nip down the street and go to your church. If they're all praying for you, you know, be there. And I know that they might say, oh, the cameras would turn up or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just found it... If there's an outpouring of emotion, be there with those people. Well, it's also the reliving of a tragedy. Go, you've already maybe you, in your grieving process, you've already been through that. Well, so that's a good been... point. That is, a, it's a good point, and maybe that's the truth, and maybe they just wanted to sort of let the days go over and, and not have to um, deal with it. But I don't know. It, that that was a, a little bit. Maybe I'm being harsh there, to be fair. Uh, no, I think you're probably right. If, But that's the thing. It's all dependent on if they're guilty. So if they are guilty, that should And also, not- I'm comparing their actions to how my actions would yeah. be. And that, again, isn't fair because everyone acts differently. But-, but that's what the newspapers preyed on. The newspapers preyed on everyday people. Uh, and I think Kelvin McKenzie, the piece of shit, says it during the documentary when he says, well, we weren't thinking about facts. We were thinking about the emotion of the headline and the way that you feel when you see it. Mm. And he even says it in the Leveson inquiry, which was partly not brought around by Madeline, but brought around by multiple things. Madeline was one of them. Uh, and he says, yeah, we, we go on. Uh, if, we, if it looked right, we generally thought it was right. And you thought, you, you piece of shit journalist. Yeah. To even call yourself a journalist after you've said that, it makes you the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And Calvin McKenzie, we know, has a history anyway of lying in public, but it, or mis- misrepresenting truths. Um, he and every newspaper and a lot of out- outlets benefited from this happening because they were getting through to housewives who thought, God, what if I left? lost my they were getting through to fathers who thought well, what if I they, they played kid? on people's emotions to sell newspapers yeah. and the British public were rife for it at the time yeah. and it was a this was pre like the prime of the internet well yeah and, and also it was in an era where obviously we'd seen the saw murderers um, murders happen and mm-hmm. kids had been I don't know it felt like a, a new era where you had to be more worried about kids going missing and stuff like that, that that's what the, they prey on fear that's the next question i was going to ask you do you think the mccann's if they did it or whoever did this crime get away with this crime today if it is done today because i i thought that very little until later in the documentary chat about tweets facebook those things i think one of them actually says facebook was only a year in twitter was in its infancy uh, mobile phones were different then as well, so yeah. they didn't have the good cameras. Now, if someone saw something happening, people tend to whip a phone out and go, I'll video that or I'll take a picture of that just in case it's important. I th- yeah, well, things are, for criminals, it's, it's getting harder and harder, surely, to get away with things. Um, I don't think necessarily it's about when it happened as much as where it happened. I think if it happened now in Portugal, probably still uh, <clears throat> get away with it. But... Um, do you think though that in that area? Do you think though also if if, if Jerry and Kate are because I put some serious thought into how the news cycle works now and how uh, people go through every aspect of a story but in different ways. Yeah. Well, when you, when you talk about the media, I think if Jerry and Kate particularly had have come from a poor background and were working class people and didn't speak the way they spoke the media's treatment of them would have been different and you know they would have been punished for being like neglectful to their child they would have been absolutely drawn through the mud do you know what i mean and uh, a lot of people say uh, and especially if their skin colour had been different if their background had been different people would have looked at them in an entirely different way they have been very lucky to face no backlash other than the public opinion so what i find interesting is and i do wonder 
Twitter and I think Facebook and social media has changed the way that consciousness on a public level works now. Well, they brought that up in the doc where they showed some of the tweets that are being written about They her. called some people trolls, which I was <coughs> uncomfortable with because actually some people, I think some people probably were trolls, but some people also were probably just saying, I think you've fucking done it, you piece of shit. No, like, I, I, it's not a troll, I that's think, a person with I a, think they, what, the, the way they portrayed it in the documentary, which I think the whole documentary did lean towards they are innocent uh, from the director, but to discount people raising, as we're doing right now, real questions, even if you believe they were innocent, most people still have questions about this. So the the McCanns, if they won, can be like, oh yeah, we've got a few trolls. No, you have got a huge percentage. If I would say at least 50% of the population really aren't sure whether you did this or not, you know, Um, so... To discount it as just trolls, I thought was being very um, kind to them. So the other side of that is then, in modern media now, it pretty much goes through a cycle where you'll see all the bad press and media come out at once. Then there'll be a slight rest, a few opinion pieces on the weekend. Then the week after, you'll see the other side of the story explored, Mm. where they'll go, so terrible, 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 good. And I wonder if if now, whether Jerry and Kate did it or not, if they did do it, whether it would almost make it easier for them to come out and admit that they were those people who did it mm. because the media would give them a different trial by media than you would have gotten back in the day, which would have just... Back in the back then, it was a couple of people who had big national newspapers and big channels who could talk. Now, it, it, opinion can be swayed by smaller amounts of people. So well, I think for would, YouTube, for example, like, I mean, there's... I think people would be kind of... Mainstream media don't have the same pull that they used to they can't just kill people the way they used to There's- I think it's easier for them to admit it now so I think now they get a kinder reception if they were to admit they'd done something terrible than back in the day when basically they'd have been buried yeah I, I, I still think they'd be fucked but um, I think it would be terrible for them regardless I don't think that would change but uh, what, uh, what do you think of the people who say they saw someone carrying a child and what do you think of that woman who said she saw two men by the pool? All these people, what do you think of those people? So, so um, I, I, like I said, I've experienced like that kind of a little bit of a situation where I found someone dead before. And um, a, a lot of people kind of just want to come out and have a camera in front of their face. Yeah, that's and, the feeling I've and, got. And I've had, um, I've read reports um, on situations where I've been in situations before. And what is written down and what people think they see and, and and all of that and it it's very rarely like oh yeah i was driving and i seen a couple and they looked like they didn't want to be seen and i'm like yeah i'm watching the documentary like how did this make it into a credible supposedly credible documentary there's no evidence there's no nothing this could be any they could maybe they were startled because you were driving 70 miles an hour in a 30 you know like, whatever you know what i mean like there's not so to me Unless there's anything really concrete, I tend to just sort of blow it off, really. So then what do you think about the paedophile ring side of it? Because the harrowing side of the documentary was where they described the mother of mm. another child who was poorer, Portuguese, went into a um, went to the police, very little happened, very little money was, in, very little time was invested, very little anything was invested into it. But she found uh, basically a catalogue for paedophiles of yeah. young kids and she was allowed to see it and it had her son in it. And that... Christ... That, that made me, Fuck me. I felt sick when I heard that. And you think, okay, then there's that possibility as well. I mean, that's, that's, that's the worst of the worst that any parent can feel. And yeah, the, 
as sick and as sad as it is to um, accept that is a very real part of life now where kids, thousands of children go missing every single year and Madeleine McCann is um, an exception to the rule where it was raised, the awareness was raised and heightened to an unprecedented extent. Mm. Um, I do feel like they're connecting things that may or may not be connected though you know that once again i think it was an important point to raise for the documentary that that these things happen and it could have been this Mm -hmm. but there are there are so many other circumstances to be taken into account as well so i I, it's important to know and that these things happen but no fingerprints were found in that. No, no handprints were found in that room. No, no, no evidence whatsoever of a, of a person coming in there other than the parents. So um, until I've, you know, it's acknowledged, but there's nothing to piece together here. So you're looking at it and like, right, okay, well, that's what really frustrates. Everything me. comes back to the McCanns. That frustrated me about the documentary because it, it only <coughs> dealt with individual timelines for each person, and it, for me, it didn't mix the timelines enough and sort of go so. If the McCanns have gone to a place where they know that there would be an easy escape for anyone who wanted to take their child, maybe they've they've not sold their child, but they wanted to get rid of a, um, all these kind of things. Why didn't they mix timelines? Because there's no point where they assess whether there's someone who's bent in the police. There's no point where they go, yeah. uh, were the police a part of this? Was Pride I think the one thing area? that was an interesting point uh, was that on the dinner bill, I think at one point there was... Um, these this couple have to have this time slot because they leave their kids alone. Um, so someone booked a week ahead yeah, uh, and, and that and, wasn't and it, allowed for anyone else? And it was said that that was why the kids were left home alone. And I don't know if that was specifically written, but it was there was a reference to that on the on the dinner booking. Um, and I was like, that is a bad thing to write on a dinner booking. Left in public sight as well. Yeah. One of the guys who was the private investigator, Kevin Halogen, Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a small detail. He um, he was found to be a fraud. So he was another one of those people who benefited off the back of the McCanns. Oh, God. Sent someone a threatening, I think either text message or email, with the lyrics from Gangster's Paradise. Have you? Do you remember this part of the documentary? I do, I do actually, yeah. If you're trying to threaten someone... Cool, a, coolio. If you're going to try and pick a rapper to use their lyrics... I don't know, maybe 50 Cent, maybe Biggie. Coolio would be bottom Coolio. of the list Living for me. in Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. I think that Also, shows- Gangster's Paradise, it, it sounds like a nice place to go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you want to go Gangster's Paradise with me? Yeah, why not? I'm a locked out gangster set tripping banger. No, you're not, mate. Yeah, you are literally- My homies are down, so I don't want to arouse my anger, I fool. All right, don't be, don't beep, be caught in Coolio. Beep, beep. Maybe he thought he was pretty hard doing that. He didn't. Know. And when you've seen a picture of him, you also imagine, I can't imagine that man listening to Coolio. Death ain't nothing but a heartbeat of <laughs> My conclusion. I think most likely scenario. I, there's no possible, 100% this happened. What is the most likely scenario with everything that we know? Uh, can I, do you genuinely think that we can work out? Do you think with the information we have, we can work out what is the most likely scenario? Mm, nah, I think, so I think pedo ring is, is, a, is a scenario mm-hmm. that, that, that could have legitimately happened. Um, I, do, I do think if, if they were prepared to go in there and, and snatch a kid 
they wouldn't have just taken one. That, 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 that is my opinion, but yeah. maybe I'm being stupid there and people can tell me in the comments if I am, but I don't know. I, I think that these guys are the worst of the worst and I, I am the worst case scenario, so maybe I'm wrong. But regardless, it is a real scenario that could have happened. Terrible. Um, I just think with the McCann's actions, I would lean more towards them having an involvement in it and, and with the dog, with their behaviour, when the blood turned up and Jerry clearly rocked by that and worried um, and her imploding under the pressure and fake crying and... Uh, this. What do you think of their, the wider, bigger conspiracy theory about it being like that these people initially um, had had a child snatched, then it became such a thing... Basically, good people got involved with terrible people who were like, you know, global paedophiles kind of level. And they were... I don't understand what you mean. There's a big theory out there, I think online, that basically um, people in the media were scrambling to cover up what had happened. And so well, it does not serve them to have uh, the McCann's founders I mean, th- guilty th- th- there's, there's been cover-ups before. I mm. mean, a lot of people might have heard of a woman called Jill Dando, yeah. who was a, a news reporter in the in the past who um, was known for uncovering things. Mm-hmm. And people assume she uncovered a paedophile ring that has been later exposed. I think that's actually beyond assumption now. I think well, people, yeah. I'm just sort of covering us a bit. Yeah. Um, but there was obviously a, a pedo ring in the political slash entertainment world, high society, where very famous people were pedos and she is alleged to have stumbled upon that and someone went and shot her on her doorstep one day and um so these things are fucking real uh, it, they are real and it, it's just sick to accept that but it is but in in regards to this um yeah the 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 dogs highlighting the dead body scent and, and all of that and the DNA turning up. And I think the match of the DNA was 15 out of 20. And, and although that that is a variable that could be quite common and it could have been from the family, I don't know. There, there's a lot that points to the McCanns, in my opinion. And and if I had to like sort of bet on it, that was that was where my money would be. Interesting. I was sort of left the other, not the other way, but I was left much more neutral. I, originally, when I watched the documentary, I thought, "Dad, this is going to show them as guilty people. You know, it's going to be very damning, especially as they didn't take part in it." That's another thing that sort of made me feel a bit strange. I felt more neutral by the end of it, and I felt not more confused, but it's just like the same as I do. The more you look into the Michael Jackson thing, the more you look into all those things. There's just a deluge of information which mm. doesn't tell you either way. It's all just accounts. It's all just people going, well, what about this? But what about this? But what about this? There is no, there's no one out there who can tell me a definitive story of what happened. And that really frustrates me. Obviously. Um, I don't know. This, I, w- I would definitely lean towards the parents doing it, to be honest with you. But Especially based on chance and what they say psychologically, all these kind of things. That it needs to be someone who's close. It's very rarely. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. For me, there's more evidence or there's more signs that mm-hmm. point to them than any one other person. And that's 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 it. Fingerprints, DNA, body language, interviews. Like more points to them than any one other person. Now that might be because the person who did it has never been caught and they never left a single fingerprint and then there's no evidence that anyone else was even in the fucking room other than them. But that's what I'm left with, really. And that the the problem with that is now it's... Them. I wouldn't lock them up over it. I wouldn't... I wouldn't. 
if, if this went to trial, uh, there's reasonable doubt. There is, there is, and I'm not talking about reasonable doubt. Some people mistake it for any doubt. Any doubt and reasonable doubt are not the same thing. There is reasonable doubt for the McCanns, and I could, I wouldn't be confident enough to say if I was in a jury, they did it. But I'd, 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 I'd find them not guilty, and then I'd be that dickhead at the end who goes, "I do think they did it, but there's just not enough fucking evidence to put them, send them down here." Put it this way: they're unlikely to offend again. So, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that trivially, but I mean society is meant to be protected by prisons and those sorts of things. These people have done something potentially terrible if they did it. If not you kind of think the life that they now lead is probably a big punishment for the thing. It's a little bit like O.J. Simpson in that sense. You, you, you'd say that, but look at Jerry's, when he read that hate mail card out. Yeah. I get he doesn't seem like someone who's living... I mean, that's just a tiny window, and maybe at night when you go to sleep, you're touch, tortured by memories or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but it's amazing what people can forgive themselves with. I agree. However, that's only on a conscious level. Mm. And I think unconsciously, if, if someone's done something terrible, they live with that for the rest of their lives. And I, I don't think you ever really get over that. That becomes the fabric of a person rather than... I, I disagree though. I, dis- I really do. I, th- I, do you I think, I think you're, really- ta- you're talking about me and you. You're talking about regular, real people who, who feel pain when they even hurt their friend's feelings in order to... And I'm not just speaking about the McCann's here. I've, I've met some people who done some shit, shit things and can just wake up like it's nothing. They're, they're, they're out there. The, the word sociopaths ban around, the psychos. People, they really exist, these people, and they can do whatever it takes to preserve themselves, and, and that's just how they are. I get self-preservation. I guess what I'm saying is on an unconscious level, these people are tortured in some way, and you can never really You want get that to be that. the case. You well, want to feel some justice. There isn't. No, it's, there it, isn't. It's more that if it is the case, then these people live the rest of their lives, the fact that they've done that. And karma's not always direct. I just think there is always going to be some karma. Like with OJ Simpson, when he had he couldn't go to... I, I, think karma's, I think karma can... I think if you do enough shit things, eventually something shit will happen to you. But karma, as people believe it, I I, I don't believe in karma. I think I've, I've known some of the nicest people I've ever known have had the shittest hands in life. Mm. Some of the arse, biggest arseholes have had the best hand in life. I don't believe in karma particularly. I, I would love to sit here and be like, yeah, well, eventually they'll get there. They won't. They won't. Not Maybe not publicly, but that's what I'm saying. Privately, they will. <laughs> you- <laughs> if they did it. I don't know. All, that's all I mean. Is karma, karma <laughs> mysterious ways of working out. I think that's what the world can't, that. Can't, sometimes it can be a thing, but not every time. It doesn't have to be one big thing. You know, it could be little <laughs> things on a daily basis okay. where, you know, you can't make a cup of tea because she had a cup of tea. All those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope people have... Um, I know that this probably would have triggered... A, this, this is the thing. thing. There's a reason why podcasters, YouTubers avoid shit like this. You're going to piss people off. You're, it's a serious subject. It isn't funny. It isn't light entertainment. We make a choice as podcasters to tackle this type of shit and this is because you want this from us. So, you know, apologies if we've offended people off. We haven't handled it in, in the most respectful way. We do try to do it while keeping it somewhat entertaining. But there's a reason why everyone else avoids this shit. So just at least we're fucking trying. You know, give her a little bit of leeway in the comments if you could. Let us know because I think there probably will be a short series of these. Yeah, we love documentaries, so we might as well give this, keep going with some stuff like this. I've also got so much stuff followed up from Michael Jackson. I don't think we should do one follow up podcast dedicated to it, but I think in time. Give it a while and we'll we'll tackle. Because to be honest, and also, um, 
what isn't helping Michael Jackson from beyond the grave is his some of his psycho fans who really don't like me very much after yeah. I said things. You know, I, what I, mean? I also just think there's some very sweet people out there. Someone just sent me no. a clip of him saying how he's how he was innocent. The no, other day. but but if you if you love Michael Jackson, then just be nice to me then, because I'm not being nasty to you personally. I just don't like what he might have done. That's true. However, every person is just a mixture of mixture of concepts and actions and things. <laughs> okay, wait, and wait. so if, if you love the theory of Michael Jackson and the theory of a person being good and pure mm. and light, then surely you want to explore whether someone actually did something terrible. Because actually you don't love Michael Jackson, you love the idea of Michael Jackson. And that's all on today's True Geordie podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hit the like button, subscribe if you like, if you want some more. Yeah, and, and there uh, will be more. We'll see you again next week.